glad you joined us for our Christmas Eve service today. And in just a few minutes, we're going to receive communion. Uh, but before we do that, I want to just give you a few thoughts about um, this gift that God has given us in Jesus Christ. How, how many of you have already opened some Christmas presents? Huh? How many of you are? Come on, come on. Confession is good for the heart. How many? My hands up. My hands up. You've already opened some Christmas presents. You know, um, the greatest present that any of our parents could give to us is their presence. It's the greatest present they could give to us is their presence. Just, just being with us, being available. Now, that's maybe a little bit of a touchy subject because, you know, for different reasons, uh, some of us might, might have had parents that weren't present. You know, maybe they were busy working too much or neglectful, or maybe there was divorce and there was split time. Um, maybe you lost a parent. Um, and, then, and then some of us had parents that were, you know, fully present. Either way, um, the presence of a parent is a defining issue in all of our life. And so this morning, I just want to show you how God gave us this incredible gift of presence in the person of Jesus. We, we all in December, we were talking about um, how, how this untold truth of the gospel and how Jesus came, the many reasons that he came, and I'll just give them to you again this morning. He came in the flesh, so he was an actual person, an actual human. He came at just the right time. Jesus came to make the invisible God visible. Jesus came to bring good news and not good advice. Jesus came to bring light to the darkness, and Jesus came to bring new life. We talked about last week and celebrated uh, man, nearly 20 people or over 20 people who gave their life to Jesus last week. And then I want to give you one last thought for this Christmas season. Jesus came to bring us his presence. He came to bring us his presence and to give his presence to us. And you can see that um, in Isaiah chapter 7. The first time we see this name for Jesus called Emmanuel is a prophecy about Jesus' life from Isaiah 7, 14. Emmanuel means God with us. And here's what this prophecy says. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel. Now let me tell you why this is an incredible prophecy. It was given, along with other ones, 700 years before Jesus was born. So let's just pretend for a minute that you had a child in 2023. That would be like someone predicting in advance that you were going to have a child, what year you were going to have a child, what you would name the child, the town you would have the child in, and the gender of the baby in the year 1323. Now think about that. That's what happened in this prophecy about Jesus. All of that and many, many other things were prophesied before Jesus came, but the underlying thought was is that he would be named Emmanuel. Now, we only see the name Emmanuel in Scripture about three times, but the concept is everywhere. The Bible says in the Garden of Eden, God walked with Adam and Eve. He was present with them there. And then in the Old Testament, we see that God led the children of Israel through the desert with his presence with a cloud by day and a fire by night. And then Jesus, before he left the earth, he told his disciples, I will be with you. I will be present with you all the way until the end of the world. 
Jesus has made it clear on every turn. God has made it very clear on every turn. His intention is to be present, is to be with us. The greatest present that we received is God's presence, that he wants to be with us in every way. And so Jesus actually took this one step further before he left the earth. In John 14, 16, look what he said shortly before he was crucified. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. What is he saying? I will be present, and not only... Now, you may say, well, Jesus was physically on the earth, but now he's gone. Right, but when he left, he sent the Holy Spirit to be not, not limited to one person at one time, but to be present with all people who will open their heart to him at all times. So not only did Jesus prove to us that he wants to be with us by coming to earth, Jesus also displayed that by sending the Holy Spirit who now lives inside the heart of every believer. You know, um, I remember when uh, my youngest son was just a child. We'd sit at the dinner table and eat dinner, and uh, I would notice that he would gravitate over toward my, toward my side. You know, and I'm eating, and next thing you know, I can feel something touching me, that he's kind of up under my arm. I'm thinking, you know what, and I'd slide his chair back over. And then here in a little while, I'd feel it again. Here he comes. And you know why? Because presence is so important. And Jesus came as close to us as he could get and even gave us an invitation to allow, to allow us to, to have him living in our heart. Do you know the, one of the great um, reminders, one of the great symbols we have of Jesus' presence is communion. When we, when we drink the cup, when we eat the bread, Jesus said, as often as you do this, remember me. And so on this Christmas Eve, what a, isn't it a beautiful day to gather together with God's people and his family and to share his presence together and to share communion together? And so that's what we're going to do. Um, I want to ask you, those of you who are in the room, if you haven't received the elements yet, um, we, on the way in we handed them out, but if you haven't, just lift your hand. We'll have a few people walk through the balcony and on the floor. Just lift your hand if you don't have the elements. And they're going to hand them to you. If you're online, uh, if you haven't gathered anything yet, take a minute and get whatever you have. Maybe you're at home and you can grab a cracker or bread or water, juice, whatever you have. And we just want to share communion with you this morning. Now, now for, for all our folks that are uh, in the building, these are new-ish. <laughs> Open the cracker first. <laughs> I'll just give you a little, just a little housekeeping, okay? Open the cracker first. It might get funky if you do it the other way. Open the cracker first. <clears throat> we'll just give everybody a minute. Get everything prepared.
you guys have elements? You ready? Okay. No? Hey, we need, uh, we need a couple of communion elements here. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Anybody, everybody else good? You guys, yes? Okay. Thank you. Does everybody have, everybody have elements? Okay. Luke twenty two nineteen says, and he took bread, he gave thanks and he broke it, and he gave it to them saying, this is my body for you. Talking about a present. <laughs> Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. The greatest present God's given us is his presence. His presence in Jesus Christ. And so this morning, I want to just receive those elements with you. Would you just take the bread and let's take a moment and give thanks. Lord, I thank you today that you, you didn't even spare your own son. When there was a gap between humanity and you, you wouldn't even spare your own son to close the gap. God, you, you gave his life. You gave suffering and brokenness and shame and rejection. You took it on so that we could be reunited with you. And today, I thank you. I thank you for the sacrificial gift that you've given in the body of Jesus. Amen. You can take the bread. Lord, I also thank you that you allowed the blood of Jesus to be sacrificed and poured out. So just like we shared in the candy cane story, so our hearts could be washed of all the sin and the guilt and the shame the things we've done wrong, the things that we thought that were wrong, the evil motivations of our hearts. Lord, you spared nothing. And I thank you today for the blood of Jesus that's washed away my sin. I thank you, Lord. I don't stand on my own works. I stand on your finished work. And I thank you for it today. You can take the cup. Revelation says, worthy is the lamb that was slain. <laughs> There's only one who's worthy to receive glory and honor and praise. So this morning, just in response to communion, would you just stand with me? And our worship team is going to lead us in that song. Lord, you are worthy of it all. You and you alone.